2: Remember that saying, I speak softly, but carry a big stick. Ron DeSantis definitely fits that billing. We both expressed interest in him being our next president. Now the left is already starting to go after him. I'm sure. Accusing him of human trafficking. This is funny, isn't it? I know a couple of independents that are doing the same thing. We have a long fight ahead of us, man. Jeff, you are absolutely right. If not Trump, I'd like to see whatever Republican wins that would take Donald Trump as an advisor in the cabinet. No, no, and no. <laughs> Vince, the last text you read nails about your Trump issue in the short term. There truly is no one else who possesses the Teflon of the fight to cross the finish line in November 2024. P.S. most of. Most all of the candidates are consistently winning. Please explain this one to us. Thank you. I'm not sure what you want me to explain here. Just curious. For an example of a brand gone bad, KKK used to proudly represent the ideas of the Democrat Party. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There are thousands of people who can lead this country perfectly. Getting them on the ballot will be like winning Powerball ten times in a row. (laughs) Everybody will work against them. I hear you. See, I'm glad you recognize there there are people out there. There are. We just have to identify them. And not get stuck on any one person. Thinking, oh, this person is it. Now, I have a person, you know, you heard, I shared the text there from Jeff. We both, at this point, like what we see out of Ron DeSantis. But I want to hear from some of the other candidates. Because it's quite possible there's somebody who's going to outshine him by 2024. So right now, I've got an open mind. I'm not locked into anybody. Not a single person on the subject of Mr. Donald Trump. We told you about what was going on yesterday, this new lawsuit from the state of New York. Now we have this development and a stark repudiation of Donald Trump's legal arguments. The Federal Appeals Court Permitted the Justice Department to resume its use of classified records seized from the former president's Florida State as part of its ongoing criminal investigation. The ruling from a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit amounts to an overwhelming victory for the Justice Department. It clears the way for investigators to continue scrutinizing the documents as they consider whether to bring criminal charges over the storage of top-secret records at Mar-a-Lago after Trump left the White House. In lifting a hold on a core aspect of the department's probe, the court removed an obstacle that could have delayed the investigation by weeks. The appeals court also pointedly noted Trump had presented no evidence that he had declassified the sensitive records, as he maintained as recently as Wednesday. You're going to hear that a little bit later on. And rejected the possibility, Trump could have an individual interest in or need for the roughly 100 documents with classification markings that were seized by the FBI in its August 8th search of the Palm Beach property. So this basically means this investigation goes forward. And who knows where they will go with this. This could very quickly go down the road to the point where We see an indictment here. It could happen. So, what does Donald Trump have to say about all of this? And this, again, is another example of... uh, It's just bizarre. And it's one of those things, and I defy... You know, you Trump supporters... You folks who are, if I may dare call you, bitter clingers, I'd love to see you fill up my lines and explain what you're about ready to hear. Because, again, this is the kind of nonsense, folks, we just don't have time for. We cannot get into the weeds defending the indefensible. Because, frankly, it's just stupid, some of what you're about ready to hear. It's just plain stupid. I don't get the logic of any of this. I really don't. But I welcome your thoughts, your comments. In case I did not tell you, if you'd like to join the conversation, Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800 928 800 Common Sense Retirement Planning, text line 71307. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I don't want any Trump supporter die hard Trump supporter texting me. I want you to call. Make your best argument in defense of what you're about ready to hear. Donald Trump made an appearance on the Hannity program, where he explained this issue of classification of documents. Okay? And I want you to hear what he had to say to Sean Hannity in the interview here are his comments. Listen up.
3: Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? It doesn't have to be a process, as right. I understand it. You know, there's different people say different right. things. But as I understand, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it, because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We, I declassified everything. Now, I declassified things, and we were having a lot of problems with NARA. You know, NARA uh, is a radical left group of people running that thing, and when you send documents over there, I would say there's a very good chance that a lot of those documents will never be seen again. There's also... A lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? Were they looking for the well, wait, spying you know, or say you spy. had it. Did, did no, no, they may be saying they uh, may have thought that it was that you in did. there. Okay. And a lot of people said the only thing that would give the kind of severity that they showed by actually coming in and raiding with many, many people is the Hillary Clinton deal the Russia 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 stuff, or I mean there are there are a number of things. The spying on Trump's campaign. So they spied on my campaign. So why did they come in and do that? Especially since we were having such great conversations, John.
2: So Donald Trump is saying just by thinking about it, he can declassify documents. Just with the power of thought. I, I I. just don't know what to say about this. I really don't. Now he's claiming these are documents that have been declassified. See, again, folks, why are we in the weeds about all of this again? Another area. And this is a distraction from the real battle. I'm telling you, folks, this is not the real battle. This is Donald Trump's battle. It is. If you differ with me on this, call me. I want to hear your thoughts by voice, not by text. Stay with us. Trump at this point move forward he did good things but I am over the drama and some of these texts I'm not gonna read I like this one you continue arrogantly to gloat Vince some hypocrite Christian shame what am I gloating about I mean please explain this to me what am I gloating about why are you so offensive to listeners Can one still like Trump's ideas and not be a fanatic? Yes, they can. You're constantly going on just because of a few who've offended you. Just stop the sliding and name-calling. Nobody's offended me. What is... (laughs) This is hilarious, folks. All right. We've got some calls. Let's have some conversations, beginning with Dean, who's first on the line here in Charlotte. Good morning, Dean. Take it away.
4: Good Good morning, Vince. So, full disclosure, I am a retired Green Beret. I have worked as an intel analyst at the Defense Intelligence Agency, and I have worked in the Intel Operations Center at the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan.
2: Awesome. Let me first commend you for your service. Thank you.
4: Thank you. So, I have experience in handling these types of documents, and it was a shock to me that how could... All these top secret documents that kind of were used on somebody's personal uh, computer stuff in their basement, how that was just thrown away, was bleached and hammered, and they got away with all that. So now here we are with the ex-president and what he has done. It turns out that the law, the statutes of the law, the way it reads, there is no way in writing the president has to do this the president is the sole person that can downgrade classified information just declare it verbally in his he doesn't have to write it on anything he doesn't have to have a process he doesn't have to make a list of everything that he's declassified that's the way the law was written so it, it just doesn't matter what everybody's liberal wet dream is now. The way the statute is written, he has not broken the law. So th- that's, that's where this lies.
2: So you're saying that he's correct by saying even if he just thinks, you know, this set of documents is now declassified. That's all it takes.
4: That, that's a Trumpism. He, he's looking, he's dating people. To to react to that, and he's getting the reaction he wanted. But the way the statutes are written, there is no recording, there is no note taking, there is no documentation of what he's doing. He can declassify. He is the sole person on the face of the earth that has the power to do this.
2: So here's here's my other question. So are you saying that legally now the people who are trying to prosecute him for this? they have to prove that he didn't declassify them
4: correct and that's impossible
2: that yeah this becomes uh yeah there's just this goes nowhere
4: just like everything else for the last six years (laughs) this is all just to keep their base motivated and people turning into their news.
2: it's uh we got an election coming up here in just a few weeks right
4: Exactly. That's that's all. This is. It's like the New York City prosecutors Office now going after his family right before the election. You're telling me the they didn't have the information that they supposedly a year
2: had. ago, two years ago, three years ago.
4: Exactly. So that's, that's all. This is. It, it, it's just more political theater.
2: All right, Dean. Well, I appreciate your explanation of this, and uh, see how easy that was. Not difficult at all. Let's go uh, out to Duncan, and I believe we have Rick
5: on the line. Good morning, Rick. Hey, Vince, thanks for taking my call. So this, this guy, Dean, that was uh, just on, he had stated that if Trump uh, verbally um, states that something is declassified, then it is declassified. So earlier this week, they went to court, and Trump's lawyers were asked, did Trump declassify these documents, and they wouldn't answer the question. So, you know, Trump can go on social media and truth social and say that he's doing this thing, but uh, the the, uh, the, uh, rubber hits the road in court. And they asked him, and they said nothing. So if you can't say it in court, you probably didn't do it, because they're not going to lie in court, they're going to get in trouble. And Trump's statement uh, yesterday that if he just thinks about this, therefore they are de, they are um, then declassified uh, by thinking about it is insanity. How, how do you how do you communicate within the government that a document is um, then declassified uh, and then open to be? for news agencies and Fox news and anyone to go look at it by thinking about it. That's crazy. And how can people even then, you know, uh, support a man that even thinks like this, that if I think about something, then it is nuts. Totally nuts, Vince.
2: (laughs) Rick, uh, thank you very much for your call. Uh, Quite intriguing. And uh, we are, Always eager to hear different perspectives here, including from Ralph in Charlotte. Take it away, Ralph. What are your thoughts here?
6: Good morning, Vance. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, my thoughts. The first thing is every sitting president that has left office at one time or another has had classified documents where they went, negotiated peace talks, ceasefires, or anything else that involved this country. What they're doing right now is just a bunch of political crap. And I'm going to say this. Look back at where we were versus where we are today. Five years ago, you could come into downtown Charlotte and not see a tower crane in the city. Today, you can get on a high-rise with your naked eye and look across the city and count 46. That's what Trump brought into office. Now, like I said, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but this is nothing but a witch hunt. They're scared to death of him. If he would have stayed in there, I feel like he would have drained the swamp. He needs to, because all them politicians are a bunch of crooks. Okay, they're crooks. We all agree with
2: that, Ralph. Here's my question. Can you identify one single thing that Donald Trump did to drain the swamp in four years? Just one thing.
6: Uh, per- personally, no, because I don't keep up with a whole lot of this till here. Why? Right.
2: Why not, Ralph? Isn't this what he ran on?
6: That's what he ran on.
2: Yeah, that. But but give me there. give me one piece of evidence of anything that he drained while he was there. We still have the surveillance state right isn't that still intact
6: yeah everything
2: is patriot law it's still in effect all of this see and and, and i'm not
6: in place is in place
2: it still hasn't been moved ralph and this is what concerns me i do appreciate your call see this is not about at the end of the day it's not about talk and it's not about texting it's not about tweeting if your president's about action And if you had four years and you haven't disassembled anything, it tells me, I want to see somebody else. It's not a reminder. We have other calls. I promised we will get to you. Just
3: hang on. Stay with us.
2: I love this texture here. Vince could have done so much better than Trump. He thinks it would be easy to drain the swamp while fighting Russiagate for four years. You focus on doing your freaking job. You get off Twitter and don't get engaged in stupid. This is why I said earlier, when people talk about fighting liberals, no, you fight liberalism. And if you're in government, it means disassembling the freaking thing. It requires discipline and focus, something this man did not have over a four-year period. That's the problem. That's all I'm saying now. I want to see something different. Somebody's going to bring discipline and focus into the White House. Not spend four years fighting personal battles and making everything personal. And evening scores, because I know that's exactly where this is headed. Exactly where it's headed. As I promised, I'm going to take some more calls here. Let's go next to a call from Robert. Good morning and welcome, Robert.
5: How you doing, man? All right, sir. Yeah, I was going to comment on your, uh, when you said that about the uh, Trump uh this is all personal for Trump, but you know, I'm not, I'm not a Trumper. I'm a, I'm a MAGA American, you know, make America great is my theme, but you got to really fight for Trump because if somebody else gets in there and they don't like him either, whether he's nice or not, and they just keep on doing this, we're never going to have a good president. This
2: is not about being nice. This is about what, remember what I just said about being focused And, and I would ask you the question what one thing that this man do to disassemble the so-called deep state and make this government smaller what what has been tangibly done to drain the swamp anything
5: well actually actually he has done nothing to drain it but he has opened everybody's eyes to everybody knows
2: that we knew that before he i didn't need donald trump to tell me that i've known that for 50 plus years that washington is a swamp that needs to be drained i didn't need to be educated on that yes but nor did most americans it's
5: more than we thought i mean it's more than i ever thought
2: but but Black what does that do for us it hasn't done a thing we've got to disassemble it and and my question is if you didn't do it over a four year period why should i trust you with power to go in again
5: well, you know, I wouldn't say I would vote for Trump again. I'm a MAGA person. I'm not Trump, so another another president, somebody else, that's fine with me. But it's got to be a MAGA. It can't be can't be Joe Biden type. I mean, you see where that's taking oh, us. Oh,
2: well, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a no brainer in that department, Robert. Uh, nobody wants to see this senile old fool in for another four years. <laughs> Very much appreciate your call. Let's quickly uh, let's go out to Carol. Carol, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast.
7: Good morning. How are you this morning, Vince? All right. I've been listening to you, and I agree with your, your premise that Trump should not be your candidate because he's got too many lawsuits coming against him. He's not going to be focused except on that. That makes, that should be a no-brainer. And, again, if they try to run Trump in 2024, the Democrats will be out in a force like you've never seen before. Because he has taken our country back with all these lawsuits, and we're paying for that. We're paying for the FBI appeals. We're paying for all of that, and it's nonsense. We don't need someone in that's very sensitive and thin-skinned like that. You need a strong candidate. If they go and get someone else, they will probably win. But if they get Trump, we will be out like you've never seen before. (laughs) And you have a great day.
2: Hey, thanks very much for your call there, Carol. Uh, I appreciate your sentiments. Uh, let us go to Stan. Good morning, Stan. Welcome.
8: Hi, man. Yeah, I have one more point that I'd like to make with you, and that is the process for how we decide what information is classified. Right. Um, basically, most of the – and I would say 90% plus of classified information is classified to protect the government from us. and. Think that there ought to be a process where the people are represented. Even with legal counsel, and they go through a process where they decided that well, we have a legal process that decides to send the best to people to know. Because I think most of it is to, to protect, classify, to protect people, persons who were involved in all kinds of shenanigans in our government. So,
2: you think this is ultimately these classifications are are designed to protect the system not so much so people they're
8: designed to protect the swamp from us yeah and of course our founding fathers even said this they said that all courts should be for public inspection and the fisa court isn't so yeah so i know that they want to go down that path as a matter of fact, it, it, and honestly, what we want classified to protect it from in the hands of our enemies. I'll tell you right now, the biggest threat to our constitutional republic is the things that our own federal government.
2: Yeah, you got that right. I'm I'm not gonna. If you're looking for an argument on that one, I won't give that one to. You. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I appreciate your show, but by the way, I'm in downtown Philadelphia driving and just listening to your show. I will do Odyssey
2: today. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks very much for listening. And uh, do call again sometime. Be safe out there traveling because there are crazy people out there um, on the roads. So uh, um, I think we have time. Uh probably shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hickory Grove, South Carolina. Paul, you got about 30 seconds here. We're up against a hard break here soon. Now, what are your thoughts?
5: Hey Vince, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to add to your comment earlier about uh, Trump's problem, which it is, being our problem. Unfortunately, it is our problem because the Democrats, left-wing, whatever you wanna label them as, they won't let it go. They're not gonna be satisfied until they get blood or he's in prison, one or the other. But until they drop this crap and move on, the rest of this, the real serious issues that need to be fixed and rectified is not going to because they're so blindsided with nothing but let's get Trump. Let's get yep. Trump.
2: And and it's the truth of the matter, it's on both sides, Paul. That's, that's what we have to acknowledge. <laughs> Some great conversation. Let's keep it going. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program. Time for us to uh, take a look at the day in history. We have a total of seven questions here. And we go way back to the year 1776. You know what happened in that year. Nathan Hale's is his name. He was executed by the British for spying. And the legend claims that Hale made a comment... Which has been quoted many, many times since he allegedly made this statement. Do you know what he
6: said? Where's the beef? Ah! (laughs) Where's the beef? I regret that I have but one life to give to my country. You're absolutely. I'm
2: going to give that one to you. I only regret that I have one life to lose for my country. You're right on the money. It's Nathan Hales made that comment as he was executed by the British for spying. 1862. This was issued by this particular president. It was the real, um, I get beginning of freedom for people like myself. This was issued by Abraham Lincoln. What was it?
6: The Emancipation Proclamation.
2: Absolutely correct. 1862 is the year. 1969 we go into baseball and this person hit home run number 600 he is the first player since Babe Ruth to hit that mark who was it uh, this, who is, did
6: this? this is gonna be wrong but I must say Henry
2: Aaron oh you know you're close it's actually Willie Mays who did it this okay. time around Willie Mays with home run number 600 1975 a lot of people don't have any idea who this woman is her name is Sarah Jane Moore she attempted to assassinate the president at the time in fact this was the second attempt to assassinate this president in less than three weeks this was a weird time in history who was president at the time 1975 uh, Nixon no it was Gerald Ford okay, okay. that she tried to kill Gerald Ford. Isn't that strange? Second attempt in three weeks. Gerald Ford was president? Yes, that is strange. (laughs) That, too. He didn't even try. Oh, my goodness. He deserves more
6: credit for that.
2: Talk about, um, I think uh, it's interesting what Ronald Reagan had to say about bold colors, not pale pastels. Uh, Gerald Ford was about as pastel as you were ever going to get. Pretty much a flatliner, but this is really um, that was what we got. 1985, first concert of its type held in Champaign, Illinois. It was a big deal, it was used to raise money for a certain group in this country. What was it, 1985? Bangladesh. Oh no! It was Farm Aid. Remember, okay, they Farm started Farm Aid. Uh, one of many uh, of the concert efforts over the years. I was going to guess
6: Live Aid, but that's not the right city. Yeah, it's a little different cities.
2: 1991, the Huntington Library made these ancient, ancient uh, artifacts available for the first time. They are connected to our Bible. What was this artifact that they made available or set of artifacts?
6: Were they in scroll form? You are correct. You're on the right track. Okay, give me 50% cuz I'll learn, uh,
2: Where did they come from? Oh. <laughs> Egypt. Uh, it's a it's a water. It's a body of water. I'll tell you that. The Dead Sea Scrolls. You are a genius. Thank I you, knew you would that. get this one. 1991. These were made available for the very first time. And last but not least, a show I have never watched, never cared for, don't have any interest in now. It debuted in 1994 on this day on NBC. It's a bunch of young people and their lives, and I really didn't care, so I didn't watch. What was the show? Uh, Friends? Friends. (laughs) Yes, it was Friends debuted on NBC, and they're laughing all the way to the bank because they're still making money out of this. Yep. All right, let's talk about a bizarre crash that occurred on the highway. This Florida highway had to temporarily close. A semi-trailer carrying cases of Coors Light crashed and turned the roadway into a silver sea of beer cans. I'm looking at this now. And I'm sure people were just driving by thinking, man, what a sad waste. Coors Light. Multi-vehicle crash. It happened shortly after 6 a.m. The southbound lanes of I-75 north of Tampa. The pilot began when one semi-trailer clipped another while changing lanes. That forced other semis to brake. But one failed to stop and collided with a pickup truck and another one of the stopping semis. The semi that failed to stop filled with cases of the silver bullet beer minor injuries reported glad they're just minor the inside shoulder and travel lanes were open to traffic by 8 30 in the morning the rest of the roadway opened by noon i wonder how much beer was lost on that roadway it is quite a bit you know it's it's just a mangled mess here you can see several tractor trailers here and beer cans just scattered all over the road I wonder whether any wildlife got to enjoy any of that beer just curious just putting that out there some things we didn't get to today we will endeavor to tomorrow today's actually Thursday isn't it we actually have faith focus Friday and it's pretty interesting One of the elements that we'll have as part of that, some insights from George Barna, who's done a whole lot of research Um, that you can look forward to. I think you will appreciate some insights that he has gleaned for us. That much more, Lord willing, on tomorrow's broadcast. In the meantime, have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Be safe out there. Adios